Do you still remember the time uh, last year when there was a shortage of toilet paper in stores, including places like Target, Walmart, and Costco? It happened, as I said, spring last year, uh, soon uh, after the country went into this shelter-in-place mode. Uh, shelves containing toilet papers were emptied out, and people got into fights over the last pack of toilet paper. Never did I ever think that something as humble and mundane as toilet paper would become such a prized commodity. So one day, Father Vincent came home from Costco carrying a big pack of toilet paper. I thought, you know, if we sell that, that's really a prized commodity. <laughs> Experts pointed out that this wasn't because so much of a shortage of supply or a shortage of manufacture, but was due to an irrational, fear-driven overpurchase. So what, think about this. Take a moment, think about this. What were people doing here? What they were doing was to prepare for a possible complete lockdown and sh a shutdown of all the commerce brought about by the pandemic. And while I'm not advocating for this kind of fear-driven overshopping, but when we face an impending danger or crisis, it is within our nature to be prepared and to make provision. And that is why it is prudent that we should store clean water, imperishable food, med uh, medications, and batteries uh, to prepare for natural disasters. And that is also why we buy insurances for uh, different types of accidents that may happen. So, so far we have been talking about physical preparations, preparing for materials, food, money, but what about our spiritual preparation? And yes, spiritual preparation is precisely what our Lord Jesus is reminding us to do today. Both the second reading today and the gospel today tell us that at an unexpected time, the end of the world will come and Jesus Christ will return in full glory and majesty. In addition, on a personal level, we really do not know when Jesus Christ will come to each of us and call us to himself. Even within one short year of priesthood, I have celebrated enough funerals for people who unfortunately died unexpectedly. And either way, Jesus' coming is inevitable. It's only a matter of time. Sooner or later, we will have to see him face to face and will have to render an account of our lives. And therefore, Jesus reminds us to be ever vigilant and prepared to prevent that the day might catch us by surprise like a trap. But how do we prepare for Jesus' coming? I will propose to you that one of the excellent ways is to come to Mass regularly and frequently to prepare ourselves and to stay vigilant. In a little bit, we will be singing Holy, 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 Lord God of Hosts, which according to prophet Isaiah and according to the book of Revelation, is the song of the angels praising God in heaven. And soon after that, we will be in the presence of the living God in the form of the Eucharist. We'll be on our knees worshiping him, especially in three distinct moments where the priest 
or elevate the body and blood of Christ. The first one is right after the consecration. The priest elevates the body of Christ and then the blood of Christ in the chalice. And we kneel in adoration of our Lord Jesus. And the priest proclaims the mystery of faith. And we respond, ending until you come again. So here we are really reminding ourselves that Jesus is coming again. We are commemorating his death and resurrection until he comes again. And in, in fact, everything we do in church and everything we do outside the church should be in view of that day. The second instance is at the end of the Eucharistic prayer. The priest lifts up the body and blood of Christ again and exclaims, through him, with him, in him, Almighty God the Father, the, in the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. And while we are still kneeling, we all say, Amen, which means, yes, may it be so. So here we are offering the body and blood of Jesus Christ to God the Father. We are uniting these with his sacrifice on the cross. And we are also practicing saying yes to God, saying yes, may it be so, Lord, may it be so. And in fact, every time we say amen in the mass, we are practicing how to say yes to God. The third time is right before we receive the Eucharist. The priest again lifts up the body and blood of Christ, saying, behold the Lamb of God. Behold he who comes in the name of, uh, before, uh, sorry, behold uh, who takes away the sins of the world. And we respond while kneeling, saying, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. Here we're humbling ourselves in the presence of our Lord in preparation for his coming into us, in preparation of us receiving him into, under our roof. So indeed, um, being on our knees, bowing down to the Lamb of God who is on the throne, praising him and saying amen is exactly how the book of Revelation describes how the myriads of angels and saints in heaven are worshiping God forever in heaven. In other words, what we are trying to do here, what we are doing here at the Mass, is precisely a prefiguration of heaven. The Mass is heaven on earth. So think about this. If we want to go to heaven, I'm sure we all do, shouldn't we be practicing how to behave in heaven? And then later on in the Mass, when we do receive the Eucharist, when we do receive our Lord into our hearts, our Lord himself will sanctify us, helping us to be open to his love and to be open to him and look forward to his coming. Notice, none of the things that I mentioned above can be done at home by yourself. You need to come to the Mass and gather with all the brothers and sisters to be able to do all these. I highlighted all these because in a very recent study of American Catholic young adults uh, between the ages of 18 and 35 years old, uh, there was something really, really alarming. Only 13 of them attended Mass every Sunday before COVID. And now, as all the restrictions are being lifted throughout the country, 
only 51%, only half of them, said that they expect to return to the mass with the same frequency as before COVID hit. And all, even 36% of them said that they will attend mass less frequently, less frequently than before COVID. Even more alarmingly, 73% of them agreed strongly or somewhat agree to the statement, I can be a good Catholic without going to Mass every Sunday. So consider what I just said. I have to say I beg to differ. But I also think that this low Mass attendance has to do with the lack of the faith in the real presence of the Lord Jesus in the Eucharist. There's another recent study done two years ago finding that about 70% of U.S. Catholics believe that the Eucharist is merely a symbol of Jesus' body and blood. And of course, this is not the Catholic teaching. This is the fundamental teaching of the Catholic Church is that the Eucharist is the body and blood of Christ. And among the people who don't go to church uh, regularly and frequently, this percentage is even higher than 70%. So as we begin this journey to prepare ourselves to celebrate Jesus' first coming starting today, I would like to invite all of our parishioners, all of our brothers and sisters to return to the communal worship in the church if your conditions allow. And also, if you know your friends or family members, relatives who aren't coming so regularly and frequently, um, maybe at the right moment, encourage them, invite them to come with you. You can see that we're bringing back the procession from the back, we're bringing the hymnals uh, in the pews, we're also going to bring it back in a few minutes, the collection baskets, all of which are the signs of one more step, we're returning to normalcy. But more, even more importantly, celebrating Jesus' first coming into the world through the participation at the Mass really do serve to prepare us for his second coming so that we may be blameless in holiness before our God the Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs>